Hi. Uh, welcome to this workshop of Overeaters Anonymous. Would everybody uh, help me get in the right frame of mind with the serenity prayer? God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. My name is Tom. I'm a compulsive overeater and you're and one of your co-leaders for this workshop. Hey, morning, Tom. And I am Rick, and I am the other co-leader on this workshop, and I'm really glad to see everybody here. Hi, Rick. Before we begin, we ask that all cell phones or other electronic equipment be turned off. Even if you think it's off, please check it again. The opinions expressed here today are those of individual OA members and do not and do not represent Region 2 or Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. OE members are reminded when sharing to speak to your recovery and the program of Overeaters Anonymous. To protect your anonymity, no photography, audio, or visual or recording is allowed. If there's any press in the room, please do not take any unauthorized pictures or identify anyone using their full name. There will be audio recordings of this workshop, which may which you may purchase outside in the foyer. I will share for 20 minutes. Um, Rick will share for 20 minutes, and then we'll have an ask it basket. And the topic of this session is action and making a plan. Let's give him the exact title. What's the exact title? And the exact title, according to our. Uh a brochure this morning. The exact title is Charting a New Course into Action Goal Setting. So I'm going to be the first one to share. My name's Tom and I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Tom. Morning. So I guess I'm going to start with a quote, and we all probably know it from the big book, and that um, quote is. Faith without works is dead. And um, I'm going to make an educational statement that that was plagiarized and stolen by the writers of the big book from another famous book, um, the Bible, uh, the Christian Bible. It's in, um, I Googled it this morning, uh, the book, one of the books of James. Either way, both of those books are are more bestsellers than any book that Rick and I are uh, co-authoring at this point. <laughs> and um, so it's, it's a quote that, um, that we hear in the program and that I think is a, it's a good way to start this workshop. Um, because the other thing we hear in this program is that um, it's a program of action. Um, I personally can remember in, in my life, would rather sit and watch TV than be outside playing with friends. I, I personally can remember telling people, well, I like to eat. I, that's what I wanted. That's my hobby. You know, it's, it's, you know, you like basketball and you like chess and I like to eat. Um, so the good news is that uh, I, you know, I found this program and I got to um, come in the program and work uh, the program and it didn't involve watching TV and uh, it did involve 
you know, changing, changing food behavior. Um, but it, it always involves some action, even, even if sitting in meditation is the assigned action. Um, so I think one of the things we're trying to address here is the tool of action plan. And um, it's one of our, it's, it's the newest tool and it's trying, it, it was instituted to try and help us take advantage of the fact that, institutionalize the fact that this is a, a program of action and um, cogitating doesn't get us anywhere. Uh, writing indefinitely is good way to get to know ourselves, but if we don't take our known self out into the world, um, you know, then we're, we're kind of isolating and hiding. So um, we want to come into the program, learn what our issues are, try and diffuse our, our um, buttons, um, and then get back out into the world and be of service. There's another um, quote that I use um, from the Bible. I don't know where exactly where it is, but it's a, there's a parable about um, a master who leaves, and he leaves talents. I don't know if a talent is, is a unit of money. It's unclear, but he comes back, and um, his different people have done different things with their money, and he's, and he's happy. But the guy who didn't do anything is in trouble. Um, and and the quote, the, the summary of it is, you know, for those of you who have been given a lot, a lot is expected. So um, I've been given a lot. I, um, I and, and therefore, people look at me and say, you're a board member, you do that, you're, you do that. And, and, and my girlfriend's like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I've got this. I'm like, oh, I'm doing that. And she's like, oh. And um, the the <laughs> and and in my head I'm going, yeah I, I have a very full schedule and yeah I'm I'm usually booked and yeah I don't have a lot of things that people would call quote fun, but this is what I'm doing because this is what my higher power is asking me to do. So, how does it? What's that got to do with uh, plan of action? My the way I look at it, I'm not sure I'm good at planning action. What I'm good at is doing action. When I'm asked to do something, uh, I used to say yes. I, I wasn't scheduled to speak at this um, last Thursday. I was I was Shanghai in a meeting on Friday night, asked to do it, and you know she said you know she said what about this thing on uh, this marathon? We went through all the open things, and I finally just said. Because I was going to miss something, right? I was going to miss breakfast this morning, or I was going to miss the dance last night. Whatever she asked me to do, I was going to miss something. And I just said, put me where I'm most needed. And here I am. <laughs> um, and so there's, there's a breakfast going on, and, and Rick and I would have each got free tickets, and here we are. Um, my eggs are better anyway than whatever they were going to serve. <laughs> so, 
We're having, and because I'm here with Rick, we're also having fun. Yes, we so, are. So um, nobody can say I'm, a, I'm, I'm being glum this morning doing my service. So here's all the action. Here's, in my um, 28 years in the program, here's all the kind of actions I've taken. I've made phone calls. Yes, that's hard. It's gotten a lot easier since with the advent of cell phones and I can just tell my phone to call Rick and my phone will call Rick. I don't have to <laughs> dial it. I don't have the, the, the there's not a dial that goes tick 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 tick. Um Okay, so these are little actions. I have a sponsor. In order to have the sponsor, I need to call a person and say, I need a sponsor, will you sponsor me? So I've done that 10 or 15 times in this program. Um, and that's a hard action for me, but that's a necessary action. I've been in this program without a sponsor before, and um, it's not really very good. It's, it's not really successful. Um, so as far as the getting started in the program action plan, it really is go to meetings, find people who have what you want. I found people who had what I want, wanted, and I asked them. And they don't always say yes, I'm sorry, I've got too many people, or um, no, my sponsor says I don't, I'm not allowed to sponsor men, or whatever the reason. It, it, it's always a good reason because it's their reason and it's none of my business. I can, I have tools to deal, if, if I'm feeling rejected, I have tools to deal with that in the program, but uh, usually it involves reading them to a sponsor, so I have to still go ask another person. I bought all the literature, I, like, there's a literature table up, uh, up in the foyer, and I stop by there just to see if there's any literature I don't already have two or three copies of. And there was. It was an AA book, but I bought it because I didn't have a copy of it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to read it. I don't read all the literature I own. I, I have three book cases at my house with books in them, and I know what books I've read and haven't, and some of them are there for some day. Anyway, I'm, di I'm diverging. The, um, the I have action. Buying the literature is an action, but it's an action with potential. The next action that can come along is reading the literature. So, I think you can see one of the um, one of the ways I'm going. I'll cut it short. Take, there's all the tools and the actions in available. Actions are using each of the tools. Okay, there was a whole workshop on plan of eating. For me, having a food plan is critical. Um, I know that as long that a thousand years from now, when Ellie is having the 1,056th birthday party celebration, um, I can tell you that there are still good people going to be debating what's the difference between abstinence and a food plan, because it's because a newcomer is going to come in and they're going to hear both terms and they're going to think if I don't eat what's on my food plan, I'm not abstinent and. They're going to have to learn that both of them are custom made for them. So, uh, another action that's mandatory for me, I try and have my sponsees do it, is to work out a food plan 
and define an abstinence. Now, once you get the basics done, once you're in the program, have a sponsor, working the steps, using the tools, uh, then the actions really are doing your steps. Getting through, uh, getting through the, um, uh, the basic training. So I'm going through my steps right now. I'm writing a four step in, in my other program. I'm, I got about 50 pages and I'm about two thirds done. My sponsors invited me over to get started on the reading part. <laughs> and I'm loving this action. Some people don't like the fourth step. I like the fourth step. Um, because, you know, I have a job. I have a, um, a house that needs vacuuming and lawn mowing and stuff. And I'm, I can be busy. And I have a commute. That's, I have a, a you know, a chunk of my day goes into just the freeways. And so um, taking time to work the steps is really me time. Even if I'm reliving, you know, a, a painful situation from 15 years ago with, with somebody, I still feel better when I'm done. So um, get through basic training, getting into the steps, getting, you know, past step five, and and now I'm ready to start paying attention to the traditions. Honestly, it took me quite a while before the traditions came into my radar because I was working the steps. And um, but um, the traditions were a hard-fought, hard-learned way of of coping with other people, and not just other people, but other crazy addicts. Um, I have to admit, I'm an addict. And I have to admit, my thought isn't linear and rational all the time because it's because I've got diseased brain cells and um, unhealthy patterns that you know I carried with me. And the goal is to minimize those, uh, have God remove the character defects, and then you know walk around like Saint Francis. But um, I've only been in here you know long enough to get to, to here. Okay, so after the basic set of actions, the basic um, uh, get to a program and become a member, then the sky's the limit on other things. Um, the becoming a service per person at your meeting is so easy. I'm going to get up and go to meetings anyway, and I can collect the the seventh tradition money and pay the rent at the church and send a check a couple times a year to World Service um, Region 2 and the Inner Group. Um, I can set up literature, sell literature. Not only can I, mean, I've done all this. I've done all this. I've set up chairs, I've made coffee, um, getting to the meeting early and, and making coffee, and leaving the meeting late and cleaning up the coffee. These are, not every meeting has coffee. Most of the meetings I go to don't have coffee, but Friday night has coffee, and it gets set up and it gets cleaned up, and there's chairs set up, cleaned up, literature set up, cleaned up. We have like 10 positions on our Friday night meeting because it's a full service meeting. Um, chips, so, so at the meeting level, 
there's there's you know six or ten jobs that I can do that get my butt to the meeting, and um, and that's just the beginning. So um, one of the the next level up is the intergroup. One of the service positions at a meeting is to be an inner intergroup rep. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means once a month I drive to some centrally located area of my inner group and I attend a meeting. Granted, more um, addicts will be there you'll have to talk to and deal with, and you won't you will be probably saying the serenity prayer and stuff like that, but um, you have other business. You're not you're not there to read literature and and uh, pitch your story. You're there to get the newsletter out, keep the website up, plan a, a workshop, um, plan a marathon, do something. Um, and so I, I did that. You know, you show up and you pick up your newsletters and you bring them back to your meeting and now everybody in your meeting's got newsletters because you took action. Um, and, and then the next level after that is becoming, is serving on that board. You don't have to be a board member. You could be on a committee. You could be the person who, when they have a marathon, sets up chairs, welcomes people. But you could be a board member. You could, I... My first jaunt into it was to type up the newsletter. Uh, I had had enough computer skills from work um, that I could uh, make a newsletter. I gave, I made my, I didn't, I didn't try to be, um, you know, Time Magazine or anything. But we had the meeting list on the back. We had a little article. We had the minutes from the intergroup meetings, and um, I was being of service, and um, it was, it was keeping me busy and an and action that supports my um, my program and my the, the greater good of this program which I want to be here you know a long time as long as I need it and then for, for you guys who need it after me and my children and my grandchildren who are going to inherit or might inherit this disease um, So, um, the, um, and I'm, I'm going to stop there, but you do know that there's a region level and a world service level. And I felt called to um, serve on the region level. And I've been recruited to the world level and I've, I've currently declined. But I'm not saying in 10 years from now that's not going to be an option. So, um, there is no end of actions that, that this program puts before me there's a buffet of levels and skills uh, that I can take and um, all of them um, support my my program my health my abstinence and the health of this fellowship which is critical to me I wouldn't I wouldn't be here uh, 28 years later if this wasn't a um, a driving factor in my sanity, health, and um, great life that I get to live these days. Um, it's critical to me, and you know, people outside the program just don't get it, and my kids just don't get it, but they accept it because they see that it fills my life with happiness, joy, fellowship, and things that, that uh, are meaningful to people. So I think I'm going to wrap up 
with a little bit of a, um, a challenge, and that challenge is um, remember that this is a program of action, that there are new things, there's probably new things uh, that are out there that you haven't volunteered for, and that um, you might want to try them because they might be uh, an amazing experience for you. Like, don't regret one minute any of the service positions that I've taken. With that, I'm going to wrap up. Excuse me. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Tom. Who would like to stand up? And it's, it's just a suggestion. I'm going to stand and stretch for exactly 10 seconds if you want to. Because oh, I find that after I've been sitting a while, I need to stretch. I just can't focus anymore. Yeah, and I'm changing the topic. We are actually going to do a standing meditation. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, good morning. My name is Rick. I'm a compulsive eater. And I am absolutely amazed that we have filled the room. For the purpose of the podcast, there's 300 people here. And this is like the last presentation of the weekend. And I tell you, you guys are dedicated. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to have a disease of lying and dishonesty. But we won't. Actually, we will go into that. Anyways, I, I, was, <clears throat> I volunteered to do something. And this is, what, uh, this is what my higher power picked for me. And I was really happy when I was given this because this really speaks to my heart. And <clears throat> what I'm going to talk about this morning is, although I've been in program 22 years since the day I started, I took six years off in the middle because I wanted to go out and practice eating more. And I did. So lost 80 pounds, regained 80 pounds lost 70 pounds. So, <clears throat> what changed for me, and, and this has been a really gradual progression, and I'm going to share with you my written plan of action this morning, and uh, I only started doing this a year ago. So that means for 21 years, I did this differently. And did it work? Yeah. But what was really cool was a year ago I was at a meeting and this wonderful friend said, oh my goodness, my sponsor gave me her plan of action. And it was really cool and uh, I tweaked it and now it's mine. So I'm sitting there going, well, and I went up to her and I'm breaking her anonymity, her initials N, ha, you'll never find her, and I said N. Can you give me your plan of action? And she said, absolutely, and she sent it to me. And so this is the tweaked version. So I've actually had a written plan of action for a year. And um, in 60 seconds or less, I'm a food addict. My brain's defective. I'm telling you right now, I am insane. And I'm not going to give you all the details, because we all get to be insane in our own little way. Mine was pretty wackadoo. Well, obviously, lost 80 pounds 
gained 80 pounds, lost 70 pounds. That's not really normal. But before that, I had done that four or five times. So I'm really good at dieting. I don't diet anymore. And we're going to talk a little bit about how my, my action plan ties into a, basically a spiritual state of non-dieting. And spirituality is where we're going to end up because this is, you, it's in the literature, right? It's a spiritual solution. Well, it really is. And that is so cool. That is so cool. So um, I am going to, that's sort of the thousand foot overview. Um, what I'd like to do is read from June 5th um, in Voices of Recovery. And it says, each day that we live well, we are well, one day at a time. And today I can plan my recovery and follow that plan to the best of my ability. Well, I can. It's a suggestion. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing it because without it, um, my memory, I don't, can't remember, I can't remember poop. <laughs> I really can't, right? And if you said to me, so Rick, what's your plan of action? You know what I would say to you? Let me get it for you. Because, yeah, it's the, it's the nature of this disease. Uh, today I plan my recovery and follow that plan to the best of my ability. I do the things that help me live well. And then here they are, they list them. Being abstinent, number one. Exercising my body, meditating, writing, and maintaining social contact. Well, that's crazy thinking, right? No. To my disease, that's insanity. In my recovery mode, this is a great foundation. It really is. Do those four things and, and you know, let her rip. I concentrate on what I can do, not what I cannot do. And I am hardwired as a food addict to focus on negativity and what I can't do, what's going to go wrong, the end of the world. I'm about to be, tell you the truth. I'm on vacation right now, and my family and I are going to be down at the, at the ocean, hopefully in three hours. They're there already, coming back to pick me up. And I literally thought, you know, if ever there was a tsunami and it hit and I'm on the beach, I'm going to die. And those thoughts came. That's, isn't that insane? Hmm. I'm going on vacation and I'm worried about, I'm not worried about a tsunami. I just went, okay, God, if that's your will, I guess I'm going. <laughs> like, seriously. Um, with God's help, I can live the message of the OA program one day at a time. And I really do believe with God's help because this is not all about me. My, I'm, I'm nuts. And I need some sort of spiritual connection to be restored to sanity. So, that's, that's my introduction. And I have a, I, another reading that spoke to me, but I'm going to skip that because we don't have time. Okay, plan of action. There it is on my phone. And. Voices of Recovery, was it? You said it was June 5th, I'm sorry. Yes, it was. Yeah, June 5th. And, and Voices of Recovery? Voices of Recovery. Thank you. Yeah, not for today. Love both books, but. So. <laughs> Here is, here is what it, these are, this is my bottom line. And it's three things, there's not a ton of them, because I'm not going to remember them. Uh, honor my bottom line of no dessert, sugar, and binging. I don't want to do that. I just don't, I'm not eating sugar, not binging. That's also not true. Don't have perfect abstinence. Every once in a while, my brain says, you know, Rick, life sucks. The tsunami's going to hit. You really need to eat some sugar, and then maybe eat more. Okay. 
I'm going into a really high risk situation this week. I am I'm I'm prepping big time because I really need I really need God to help me on this one. Um, the next one is eat only healthy food, and this is really this this how generic is this going to be? Protein, vegetables, and fruit. Well, that's a weird food plan, right? Well, actually, there's more to that in my brain. I, I know what that, what that means to me. But I don't have to write it all out. Um, oh, exercise. Exercise. I am actually going to go ahead today, exercise. Actually, I already did. And that's exercising my body and my mind. And... Um, so then I have, and this, you know, I, I, I shared this with, a, with a, a new person in program, and they said, oh my God, you do all that? There's, there's like four or five other things. And I said, no. No, 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 no. But it reminds me that when I go nutso, I can pull this up and go, oh yeah, I have other options. Because I forget that, right? When, like, when I go insane, uh, I'm not here. I'm not here. And so, so... Like these, these aren't real rocket science, but I, this is literally what I do. I don't even have to read that. Every morning I get up, voices of recovery for today, and I read them. And then I actually go ahead and go to the next step with them, and I go, okay, what spoke to me in there? And then that's what I meditate on. That's what I think about. That's what I pray about. And, and my prayer to God, my higher power, is God, help me do the next right action, and I've just got a couple of really cool actions. I found those in Voices and for today. Help me do that. And um, for me, that's conscious contact with God. I'm asking, I'm also very patient, because you know how long God takes? God took 13.77 billion years to meet me. <laughs> Did I? More or less, new satellite going up might have been longer. We're soon going to find out. So the point being is 13.77 billion years to get here. He is not, or she, or it is not in a rush. But normally, when I, when I, when I pray, I, especially if I'm trying to work through a problem, usually within 24 or 48 hours, I, I get some clarity. But never, rarely the same day. It takes time. And that's when I'm saying, God help me, I'm confused. What else we got here? Uh, so I have, I have several items, and, and if you want, I can, I can email this to you or text it to you if you, if you want to. Um, so I have, I have several items. Uh, definitely, I have uh, gratitude. Before, before I get going, I'm going, okay, what am I grateful for? I did this this morning, by the way, in my hotel room. You know what I've got in my hotel room that's super cool? Big screen TV. And then I looked down and I got this car, a great bed, really great bed, very grateful for a great night's sleep. And it, I'm, I'm just basically using my five senses to get in touch with the present moment, look around and go, man, I'm lucky. How much time I got left? Any idea? 10 minutes. Perfect, okay. So, because I'm halfway done. And what else have I got here? I've got my gratitude list. Oh, my sponsor. I'm texting every morning. I've got, I've got, uh, I learned this from my dear friend, Maura. She calls us her posse, her recovery posse. Well, there's like five of us. So we text and we said, and, and I will find, uh, the, the cool part about, about having voices of recovery and for today on your phone is you can highlight it. 
and then send it off to a friend and say, wow, this one really spoke to me. We do stuff like that. Just ways of getting out of our head and being, being in contact with each other. The, the prayer and meditation, I do that. I do that. Uh, opportunities to be of service, absolutely. My disease is one of isolation. Uh, I really don't, I really would like to isolate. That's still there. Uh, so I've got my sponsor, go to meetings. I mean, yeah, my action plan involves, I, I go to three meetings a week. And I do one, uh, one phone-in meeting. And um, that is so cool. Like, I'm secretary for the phone meeting. I get people calling in from all over North America at 7 o'clock on Monday night. Isn't that wild? Right? It's just so cool that people can just dial in and here we're talking. Uh, so I've got a couple of others, but I'm not going to go through them. Really what I want to focus on is getting down to step one, two, and three. Because here they are but they're slightly tweaked. I got them from my sponsor, and I say these every morning, yeah, pretty much. And it looks like this. Step one's just a little tweaked, and it says, <clears throat> God, I admit to you that I am powerless over food and that my life has become unmanageable. And I'm talking to God. <clears throat> it's almost like a prayer, right? And I'm admitting to you, all right, I'm powerless. And then the next sentence says, I will continually surrender all my food choices and behaviors to you today. And then I think about that. Okay. I don't want to do that. You know? I don't want to do that. I really want to be in control because I'm a little bit of a control freak. As it turns out, almost my friends are. As it turns out, almost everybody I know in program. We all are. We just love to control, right? And then we drive ourselves nuts. And then, I think we should eat, right? And you do it for a living. Oh yeah, and I do it for a living. It's just great. Okay. <laughs> so, step two. God, I truly believe that you can restore me to sanity around my life and food. And I say that. I mean, I really, it's true. And then step three, of course, for today, I now turn my will and my life over to you. Well, that's nuts, right? But what that means to me, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the next one, which is what, what's, what my spiritual sanity looks like. Because this is all about spirituality. It really is for me at this point. And keeping in mind, it took me 21 years to get here. Like this, yeah, this isn't, like this isn't, I didn't do this year one. This program when I first came was a diet. And I lost weight. It's it. You know, it's slow. 13.77 billion years. What is, what's that power thinking about? Anyways, for today, um, I ask you to guide me through this day and I ask you to show me the next right action. And I have to slow down. I, I, I can't see the network. You know what the next right action is? Obsess, worry, fear, run away, eat. That's, it's still there. It just is. I mean, that's just the next right action. So, if that isn't the next right action, then, <laughs> then this, it's a different program, it's in my notes, is, um, and, I, and I, I use, I don't know why, it's, there's some Latin thing, if you put NB in something, in front of something, it's Latin for, but like, this is really important, don't forget it. But I also can search on my NBs and find them in notes. And this one, and, and I wrote this, I wrote this, yeah. 
what is spiritual fitness and what does it mean to me to me and and I wrote I take three taking three deep breaths I pray and talk to God and I share my worries fears and resentments and I do that in the morning breathing how many people here breathe like to, to get out of their head <sighs> yeah yeah I'm nuts right and I'm spinning but oxygen seems to help it really does I ask God for help and I ask for clarity on what actions to take and that's when I experience conscious contact with God and, I, and I'm quite serious it's 24, 48 hours, 30 it's, sometimes it takes a long time but, but I am hardwired to want to make a decision right now I'm also hardwired out of fear because I'm going to make the wrong decision you know right so then we better not do anything that's a great action plan, doing nothing. Or eating, that's always good. I mean, I'm insane, let's face it. I strive to live today based on spiritual principles. And, and, and then I wrote, pick, I've got to give myself direction, right? Because I forget. Pick one of these below, Rick, to focus on today. Okay, so you're going to, what spiritual principles am I talking about? They're, they're the ones that goes with the, the steps and traditions. How many people here know what they are? I don't. Like, could they actually say all the spiritual principles? I've, oh, yeah, well, some people go, oh, yeah, I got them. I got a memory. Just kidding. Nobody. I don't. So I simply look at them, and I'm not going to read them all to you, but I go through the list. Well, there's honesty and hope and faith and, huh, let me see, self-discipline and love and perseverance and service spirit. Wait a sec. Oh, and there's some other unity, trust, open mind, responsibility, acceptance. Okay, today, I'm picking one. There's, there's like 20 of them, right? Well, 24 of them to be exact. My OCD brain, you know what I, you know what I actually think when I look at 24 spiritual principles? Not doing it. <laughs> you can't, right? I mean, this is, this is like some crazy, this is crazy, but I can pick one. Just for today, I just pick one, acceptance. And, well, that's it, just pick one. And I've got more and more and more stuff here, but you know what it boils down to? And, and it boils down to this one. And, and this is right out of, out of our literature. I've learned the hard way by successive relapses and humiliations, that's me, that no matter how much better I look, act, or feel, God must always be in charge. Guess what? Whether I, whether I do or not, there is a power greater than me in charge. I mean, I, you know how much I'm in control of? Nothing. The only thing I've got, I can, I can, if I work at it, have a little bit of control over my thinking and how I'm going to react to life, a little bit. But basically, I control nothing. So if I'm getting all freaked out because life isn't going the way I want it, that's insanity. That's insanity. My continued recovery depends upon the continual maintenance and growth of my spiritual condition. And that's all I'm talking about today, is maintenance and growth of spirituality. And it's kind of fun, because when, you're, when you've got friends in program that are also maintaining and growing spiritually, you've got a lot to talk about. And my dear friend Mara, she called me literally yesterday, and she said, Rick. She talks like that. She's kind of weird. Rick. <laughs> 
My mother called me and she wants to meet with me and she wants to meet privately. O-M-G. And I said, huh. So what, what does your attic brain say? And she was right down the rabbit hole with death and the tsunami and she's doomed, right? I'm kidding, that's not true at all. But yeah, it wasn't going to go well. And then I said, okay, well, so what are, what might, what are other, what's your past, what's your experience? And we started talking about her experience, and some of them are really cool. One time her mother did this and gave her a bunch of money. I said, I vote for that one. <laughs> so anyways, and I do the same thing. <clears throat> and, it, and, and the last, so this is out of our literature, that hasn't changed from the day I set foot in OA, it, at the first OA meeting, it never will. It never will. I mean, that's, that's what this program's all about, is, is our spiritual fitness. So, I'm down to about 160 seconds left to go. What I would really like to hear from, from you is, what works for you? Like, how do you get out of your head? Uh, do you have a written action plan? None of my business whether you do or not. I mean, that's just, you know, your, your stuff. Um, but what works for you when you're going wackadoo and you're spinning out of control and you're going, I really think I need to eat. That would, that is going to solve my problems. All of it. What works? What works for you? Done. Thank you. So I think you can tell that Rick's going to invite people up to share a little bit later. <laughs> um, I think we'll follow the format at this point and do a few Ask It Basket questions. Are there any more questions in the back? And we'll also um, take questions from verbal questions from the floor if, if something. Um, Rick, why don't you go ahead and read these, and I'm going to um, okay. I'm going to work on this one at first. Okay, the question uh, says, how do you approach developing a plan of action with a sponsee? What elements do you think are most important? Where do you start? So I'm gonna, we'll both answer this one because this is a good one. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start. So the good news is um, the program sort of guides this. They have the steps. So... Um, we start. I start with step one. Um, now, having said that, that's also could be too general, and clearly the person who wrote this this question um, knows that too. So, um, let me obviously go a little more deeper. Um, we need to get into step one, and then we need to get into step two, and then we need to get into step three. Um, but if somebody's doing their addiction behavior, then and if there any other writing, any other things they're trying to uncover of their psyche, is still going to be fogged, foggy. So, number one is to develop uh, a plan of eating and define an abstinence. So I do it with the uh, red light, green light, yellow light food list, and and um, a list of foods that we're going to avoid, and. I, I try to get 30 days worth of abstinence before um, we do anything. If if they're just a, um, before we do anything too deep, 
for the first 30 days while they're trying to get off their uh, drug, then they're reading every day and writing every day. And I don't care what they're, what they're writing. It really doesn't matter. They're practicing. They're getting in the habit. They're, they're learning that this is the tool that's going to get them through um, step 10. So it's like the, the um, Karate Kid. They wax on, wax off. Read three pages and write a page. So um, when, when they're new and you're trying to do an action plan, you just try and get them in the habit of doing what's going to save their lives, which is um, uncovering and discovering and, and being honest. So that's critical. And then getting right into step one. And, and the writing for that is, how, have, how has your life messed up? How has your life been messed up your whole life? Um, what are you powerless over right now? Um, so that's how I start. Do you have anything to add on that, Rick? So I'll just reread the question. How do you approach developing a plan of action with a sponsee? What elements do you think are most important? Where are you and where do you start? And uh, <clears throat> I, I would say that actually dovetails into this one, which is almost identical. How does a member in relapse develop a plan of action? to return to program. It's, it's very similar. The answer is, you don't, because you're nuts. <laughs> so how, how, how could you go to an insane person and say, you figure out what you need to do to get sane? Can you imagine paying 350 ducks to a box, ducks, 350 ducks to a, to a therapist and say, well, I came in and uh, the therapist looked at you in the eye and said, hey, welcome. Well, so what are you going to do to recover? <laughs> and you go, I'm paying you 350 bucks. You go, sorry. So you can't. I can't. So here's my, here's my personal experience. Go to meetings. Find somebody that's got what you want. Walk up to them and say, have you got a plan of action? And if they say yes, say, oh, we got to talk. <laughs> right? we got to talk. Just, and, and this is my experience. Just getting someone to text you their plan of action without going through it, because it's going to be in bullet points, right? And it won't tell you enough. And you're going to go, I don't get it. One, I, I did that. I sent mine to a friend, and a friend said, I'm not doing it. It's too much. Don't have time. That was their disease talking. They didn't even talk about it. I didn't even say, you don't have to do it all. They're just suggestions that when you're nuts, you can look at it. Nothing, right? That's our disease, right? Too much work, not going to do it. Back into the pantry, right? So, so this can be simple. This is such a personal journey. It's your plan. And if you're just starting, your plan is going to be what Tom said, right? Like really simple. Read and write. Call your sponsor. Possibly tell your sponsor what you're eating, if that's, if that's the deal. You know, I mean, I mean... Simple. It's got to be simple. Oh, and I'd like to say, somehow make it fun. I will do fun. I will not do not fun. <laughs> Double negative. I will not do not fun. I just won't. I won't do it. And that's my disease talking right now. That's not me. That's just true. So um, I just did two questions. And I, I want to add on to this one. So I'm going to talk for a little bit about how does a member in relapse develop a plan of action to return to program. So um, 
the good news about someone who was in the program, knows the steps, um, knows the tools, and and just had a lapse of of um, of, of needing it, or um, basic or or the addiction just got stronger than they were. Um, I don't think this actually calls for a plan of action. What this calls for is willingness. What what this calls for is as looking in the mirror and being honest with yourself. And um, and if if I don't have willingness to go um, to to drag myself to a meeting, then the only action plan is to pray for willingness. So the one. Other, so that's my answer. I'm going to answer a slightly different question um, because I have experience that may help somebody on this one. Let's say I haven't left the program, but my food is mucky. Let's say I have um, my meals have been large all week, right? There's this issue going on in my family, and my food's been large, and I'm worried that I'm leading to a relapse. But I'm so, so I have tools and steps, and sometimes my disease says, I just want to be miserable, just let me be depressed. Yeah. And, um, you know, I have the program, and I'll eventually get out of it. Well, I remember, what I do is, I remember the desperation that I had when I came into the program, and I simulate it. I ask myself, what would I do, what would I do if I had just gained 50 pounds and really was desperate to get back into the program. And I, I know what I would do. I have the list. I'd go to 90 meetings in 90 days. I would call a sponsor every day. I'd call three people. I'd write my food down in advance and I'd commit it. And then I, get, and then I can do that. I act as if I'm that desperate because I know that taking action is going to save my butt. So even though I'm not that desperate, I'm not that worried, I can do the thought experiment and take the actions. Okay. We have one more Ask Advocate question, and we'll um, take questions from the floor if there are any. If you were going to do one action daily for your recovery, what would it be? I think we're, Rick and I are going to have two different answers for this. Um, Mine is very simple, and it's it's like the one um, solid thing in my life, and it's something I've learned in the last year, and it's my connection with God, and it's how I connect with God, and um, it's a fairly simple prayer. It's a multi-paragraph prayer, hmm. and it goes something like this. Higher power. I do not know how to love my children the way they need to be loved. I call on you to enfold me and infuse me with the light and love I need to love my children the way I need to be loved. Basically, I'm opening myself. I'm, I'm admitting defeat. Before the day even starts, I admit defeat. And I fill myself up with the light and love of God to do the task. If it's a work day, I say... Higher power, I do not know how to be the best employee. I have so many choices, so many tasks, so many bosses, so many priorities. I call on you to fill me with the light 
engulf me with the light and love I need to meet my managers and my customers' needs today. And then I go on all the aspects of my life, and then, and then I trust that my actions for the rest of the day are going to be, um, if I don't get my yoga done, if I don't get my exercise done, at the end of the day, I, I look back and I probably did a really great job at work, and my kids each got a text with a heart in it or something. That's the one thing that is my bottom line. I think um, that's my answer. Yes, yes, yes. What I just heard from Tom was, was uh, I don't know. One of my favorite expressions is, I do not know what I do not know. I like that one. But the point being is, I don't know. And, uh, and this disease manifests itself with me when I do know. And if I start thinking, I know, I got this dialed, right? There's, there's part of me that, uh, that is eight years old. There's part of me that I got this little Ricky, and he doesn't know. He doesn't know. And, and he's scared, and, and he's... And he runs away, and he doesn't know. And my job, I am now the adult, and I get to scoop up my little eight-year-old Ricky, and I say, I got you. You do not have to drive the bus today, because he doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> not that good. <laughs> you don't have to drive the bus, honey. Let me scoop you up, and I'm going to pull you in, and then you and I are going to take the hand of our higher power and we're gonna follow our higher power. And you don't have to you don't have to know. You just don't have to know. And I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean every day there's so much stuff that's I'm powerless over that's unfolding. And it is scary. I mean it is really scary to little Ricky. And uh no, it just is. Back to you. I think we have one more. You mentioned 24 spiritual aspects. Where do you see those in the literature? Oh. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, wait. Oh. Take the mic. I mentioned 24. Yes, I did. If, if you Google it, uh, it's, it's out there. It's uh, worldserviceoa.org. And they, there's a place where they list all the steps and the spiritual principle that goes with it. They list all the traditions and the spiritual principles that go with it. And they also list, um, what's the thing to do with, with the concepts of service and the principles that go with it. And, you know, it's, it's interesting to me. Um, I have, uh, my sponsor had me do this. I've, I've got a worksheet where I listed all of my, we, some of us call them character defects. I call them defense mechanisms. <laughs> my character defects developed by my little eight-year-old Ricky to survive. And you might call them a defect. I call them a defense mechanism because I don't, the little Ricky's kind of freaked out anyways. So I don't really don't want to be beating the kid up, saying, good job, good defense mechanism. Oh, but there's another way of living your life. 
and those are the principles. And coincidentally, the defense mechanisms kind of line up with the spiritual principles. They're the opposites. And that is what I, that's, that's spiritual growth, right? And do I, said, do I practice all this stuff? Hell no. Heck no. No, 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 I don't. Um, it's all I can do to focus on one of them a day. That's it. I have a sub-partial answer to that. In the OA 12 and 12, in the section on step 12, yeah. they go through the 12 principles for all the steps. I think it's on page 113, but it might be on 116. So uh, read it. And then um, the other news is that every seven years, OA World Service refreshes all their literature. They have volunteers like you and me read books and say, is this still up to date? Is this current? Do we need to change anything? And so the 12 and 12 is in rewrite and coming out again. When it comes out again, all the, um, the principles associated will be up front in a nice little summary. Okay, that's all the ask it basket questions we have. If we don't have any questions from the floor, I'm inviting questions from the floor. And then I think because we still have a half hour left, yeah. I think we're going to invite folks up to sign this, the release authorization waiver. And if they want to talk for three minutes about their plan of action, you're welcome. Or anything. Yeah, hi. I've got 15 years of abstinence and 16 and a half years in program. And um, when Plan of Action first came out, I had that like <laughs> resistant, why are they adding another tool? There are only eight tools. But I love this tool. And, um, and I really appreciate what you said about what you're doing now is not what you did in the beginning because um, I could barely do anything in the beginning. You know, <laughs> just like I did like the bare minimum. Um, to just kind of get me going and then to keep me going. But one of my big things that gets me stuck and what used to get me like stuck sitting at the table just continuously eating, um, especially at the beginning of the day, was I get overwhelmed by how many things I want to do. And I, I have these grandiose ideas of how much I can fit into 24 hours, and I still do. <laughs> and so... Um, I used to write out these long lists, like these to-do lists, you know? And then I wouldn't know where to start. I'd just be like a deer caught in the headlights. I'd be like, and I'd freeze. So now what I do is I forget the list and I just start with something. And it sounds so simple, but that's all it takes is I just have to start with one thing and then it kind of gets the ball rolling. And what I've noticed very recently is I keep everything on my phone, so I'll have like on my calendar, I'll see everything I want to get done and what I need to get done, and I get distracted by my phone. And I'm like, oh, but I just remember this, so I'll add this in the calendar. Oh, I better check that email to see what it was that day. So like it last, just last week, I just took out a piece of paper and I wrote everything down. <laughs> and I was like, I'm hoping to get this done within the week. It doesn't matter what day or, you know, 
sometimes some things have to be done in a timely fashion and other things can wait. And then a couple weeks ago, I was, it was like Thursday night and I was thinking about all these things I had to get done on Friday. And it wasn't even, I didn't even have a full day to do it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I, this, this can't get moved to another day. This can't get moved to another day. This can't get moved to another day. How am I going to fit all this in? And I was starting to get worried. And then the next morning I start my day by surrendering my day to my higher power. And it was really interesting because I surrendered my day. And then all of a sudden I was like, wait, that thing I thought I had to get done, that can wait till next week. Oh, and this too. It was amazing. It was like there was one thing left out of all those things. And that to me is, you know, like I'm just not good at being in charge. I'm, and I love surrendering my day every morning. I didn't want to. It took me 13 years to really get step three. Like I thought I was getting it. And I thought I was getting it. I thought I was getting it. Um, and then I really got it. And then at one point I understood that it surrender really what it meant was that whether I liked what I was being directed to do or not, I still had to do it. And I was like, forget that. Um, so now I just welcome it. You know, I even often say, I'm like, higher power, I want to be on your team today. Just you be the director, you lead me. And um, so I really like the action plan because it just, it kind of, it gives me that security. It goes like, okay. And, and really, really what the action plan is, is just following my higher power's will. Like, that's what the baseline is for me. So, that's all. Thank you. Good morning. I'm Sue Compulsive Overeater. And I have a pretty comprehensive action plan that is in my iPad somewhere. <laughs> um, and it includes my food plan and exercise plan and sleep plan and calling my sponsor plan and going to meter meetings plan. And it, I'm very good at writing plans. <laughs> um, it, taking the action is a little hard. You know, and I, I'm just sitting here realizing that I'm intimidated by my action plan. Um, and I really like uh, the sharing about this whole morning routine. I retired about six months ago, and I had this picture of myself in retirement. I was afraid I was going to get depressed because um, I, I have major recurrent depression. And so I kind of mapped out, and I knew it wouldn't look exactly like this, but it's like, okay, 8 to 9, I'll do my reading. 9 to 10, I'll go for a walk. 10 to 11, I'll do yoga. 11 to 12, I'll, I'll clean the house. And, you know, like, da 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 And what I'm finding in retirement is, like, I want to be on vacation all day, every day. You know, and then I get to the end of the day, and it's like, what did I do? You know, well, did I even shower? You know, I mean, so so there's a, there's a really gap between my aspirations and reality. Um, and I, I just, I, I think this is a wonderful topic, especially to end the weekend on. Um, and what it made me think about is what I, what I really do need is, is a morning routine. And I have elements of it because I do read for today and Voices of Recovery every morning, along with some spiritual literature that pertains to my own faith. Um, but I really like this sort of giving up and surrendering in the morning. Um, and I think, I think where I'm going to go now in my action plan is just develop a morning routine where adding to that reading 
a little more prayer, maybe some meditation, and then maybe a little bit of exercise, but not necessarily, you know, an entire hour or whatever, you know, and have that kind of just be my routine and get into that routine on a regular basis and then add something else. Um, that seems more doable. Um, because, like I said, I, I read a great plan. If you if you read it, you'd be very impressed. <laughs> but like doing it is another thing. So um, I really thank you. I think this is a wonderful topic, and, um, and I really thank you for sharing all the different ways that um, you take action in order to make this recovery work for you. It's inspiring. Thank you. plan I happened to be at world service that year and everyone was kind of balking at it and talking about exercise no and it and we finally got it down to the action plan is wake up <laughs> you know breathe go to the bathroom instead of walking around wondering what's wrong with you you know little things like that it's just do something doesn't matter what you do but do something you know oh I got to pay this bill just don't think about got to pay it. Just go pay the darn thing or just write the check. Just do it, you know, and that's what I found what the action plan to me was, is to do it. Don't even think about it all the time. Um, my girlfriend says, how do you get all that stuff done in a day? Oh, my God, your list must be gigantic. And I said, I don't have time to make a list. <laughs> I just do things, you know. I know in the morning I go to church. I go to a meeting. I go to water, or to water aerobics. Then I go to my OA meeting, and that's and people ask me, oh, well, can you work these hours? No, my mornings are full. And when I get to say that, because you know, we our action plan is not someone else's action plan for us. We have to say no. We have to say that's not going to work for me. Those are the th action plans that I learned was that what I have planned is might be changed. Um, to, tomorrow I'm supposed to take my sister-in-law to lunch for her birthday. That's the only thing I have on the schedule, except for water robots in the morning and church in the morning. So I don't have a lot of things to do. But if she gets sick or doesn't want me to come or if the traffic's bad or, well, you know. So I just be, be, this being is an action plan. Just knowing that you have to breathe, you have to eat lunch, that's an action plan. You know, those are the kind of things that I found um, when we were doing that thing to put the action plan in, was we had enough tools, you know, make a phone call. Whenever, you know, when you want to eat, make a phone call. Drink of water. You know, little things like that. Your sponsor can tell you those things. But the action plan is just move. Do something. Just get up and do it. Thank you. Reader. I, I'm sorry this the shares, but uh, I love the action plan because uh, I do an action plan every morning when I write in my journal and I have various chunks that I write 
and one chunk I read to my sponsor every morning. Um, and I've gleaned some sentences from the little reading books, like For Today, Daily Reflections, and from other programs. And I've incorporated those into this block of information, I mean, a block of sentences that I write that inspire me to move on to the next stage. One of the things I write after the serenity prayer and the first three steps is, uh, I am a compulsive overeater, and that's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? So that is my action step, is what am I going to do about the fact that I'm a compulsive overeater? And it implies that I'm going to plan my food. I'm going to pack food like I did for the conference. Uh, if I have my certain things that I need, I pack them. Um, if I don't have a refrigerator in my room, I go down to the main uh, desk and I ask them, will you put this in the refrigerator? And they do. Um, I've done that on a cruise ship, asked them if they would put my stuff in a refrigerator, and they did. But the next thing I always write is, um, because I have heard the expression for today, for today, for today, so often, because I've been in programs since 1990, it began to make no sense to me. It was just like, so I read something in one of the books that says, I have the next 24 hours to grow, enjoy, and improve. So I think, what am I going to do today to grow? And that might just be wash the purse out or clean the purse out. What am I going to do to um, enjoy, meaning take care of myself? I have to do something every day to pamper myself because nobody does it for me. And like this morning, if that means to sleep in an extra hour, hour or half hour, that's fine. And to improve, what am I going to work on? That's another action step. And it's about a relationship. I'm going to work on improving a relationship with my child or with my husband. Those are always good topics to improve. So I have to have those written every day uh, because uh, it's, it's an easy way to incorporate an action. Number one, I only have to be absent for 24 hours. Absence until breakfast tomorrow, and I can do that. And then I do something to enjoy, something to grow on, and something to improve. Me, grow on could be call a newcomer, because I might get to know him or her. I might get. There's a woman I went. Um, I was in the hot tub with the hotel with last night, and uh, we barely know. We met here this weekend, and we were talking, and I thought, oh, I should go to bed. I should go. And then we wound up. Thank you talking about uh, how our mothers passed away and that we got to be with them. Now that was an amazing discussion because it was such a wonderful experience. It's hard to share that with people who think weirdness about death and stuff. But we talked about that, we both cried. And I just knew her for 24 hours. So that was a gift. And so I'm really grateful for um, the action plan. I was glad it didn't just mean go out and do exercise. It's spiritual, physical, and emotional. Thank you. Compulsive overeater bulimic. Too much tea this morning. <laughs> so this 
every morning, my sponsor taught me, well, for my action plan, I get up, I make my bed, I get down on my knees, and I say, you know, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I then get out my, it's actually pages, it's the big book, but here I have a condensed version of, you know, God, please direct our thinking, especially divorce it from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. And then it, it's, I think it's page 86 and 87 of the big book, but it's, uh, it's, upon, it's called Upon Awakening, On Awakening. And I read that section, I insert the third step prayer, I insert the seventh step prayer, and just basically turn my will and my life over to my higher power that day. And then because my life in program, I, by the grace of this program, I got to marry a beautiful man, and I, by the grace of this program and my fellowship, I was able to have, not that they helped have my baby, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I got to go through the infertility, and I do have a baby girl or an eight-year-old. So I'm often, often running in the mornings, you know, getting to work or getting her dressed, and, it's, and I often say it, just a prayer in the car or in the shower, but on days like today, I get to breathe, I get to meditate, I get to wake up and say, and, and exactly what somebody earlier said, just do that one thing, just that one thing. And there's and there's, there's times when I just say, I'm just going to binge watch this. And 20 minutes later, because I've been in program so long, okay, I'm not feeling so good anymore. I can't binge watch this, whatever program I'm watching. And I get up and I do one action plan, which is text a sponsor, call someone, or I... Um, I just go do that, pay that one bill, or darn it, whatever's on my mind that I know that's bugging me, okay, that means I need to do it. Um, the other action plans that I do is I do exercise. I have to exercise my body because at my age, my, my body's breaking down, and the, my mother had a stroke in 2010, and I think in my heart, my mom never exercised, never exercised. And if I just keep moving, I'll be okay. Just what, even if it's 20 minutes. Uh, so I exercise, I, I taught water aerobics, and I, um, I don't know things. Uh, anyway, so for right now, that's what I've done. Thank you. We have time for one more if anybody would like to share. Eater, and and this spoke to me, and it was actually in our literature. But I'm going to be anonymous. You have to guess. It's a guessing game, and you do get points if you can figure out who did it, because this is not a religious program. There are so many great spiritual teachers, right, over the last 13.77 billion years. But this one struck me because it ties in with everything we've talked about this morning, and it's one sentence: ask and you will receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and the door will be opened. And doesn't that say it all? Thank you.
think we should gather up, hold hands, and go out with a seventh step prayer.